not made yet, uh, hurting, people that, are not even, that have been just disfigured spiritually. And, and God holds on to that because he's the great shepherd. Then God places a shepherd to have a quiver so that while he's working with those broken ones and teaching them and working with them and amending them and helping the restoration come in, that as he looks fit, he places them in his quiver. So an appointed time. So there's an appointed time that he would come and, and shoot out every shepherd's different. But the shepherd of this house does it like this. And so how I've been doing it for the years that God has given it to me, that God has placed me as a shepherd, has been successful. And the devil told me this. He says, you ain't got nothing in your quiver. And I said, man, and, and, and so I had to deal with this. And until last Thursday, God said, your quiver's full. Shoot them out. Come on. He said, shoot them out. Shoot them out. And I was tripping out because last night, we were here till about maybe like one o'clock in the morning. Those little quivers of serving quivers. Come on, somebody. Those serving quivers at one o'clock in the morning. This is, this is the church people, man. Coming out and just giving their life to Jesus. The last couple of days, we just started working hard and giving it quivers, arrows of servanthood. And we'll be talking about that. But there's a different quiver also. There's not just, just, just preaching quivers, or excuse me, let me rephrase, not preaching arrows, but there's a lot of different arrows also. And I want to call up a special arrow. Andrea, come on, Andrea. Where's Andrea at? Come on, Sister Andrea. I want you to see this arrow right here because this arrow makes a difference. Hallelujah. Come on, give me a testimony. Let's get ready, Sister. Okay. <laughs> All right, so my testimony starts off in my family. I, was, I grew up in a very abusive family, not only physically, but I had a lot of other abuse in my family. And my family just threw everything under the carpet. So I th grew up just keeping up everything inside of me. My mom was a very bad alcoholic. So at the age of nine years old, we got taken away from my mother. And after that, I started producing a lot of anger, a lot of hatred for not being the mother that she was supposed to be in my life, for not protecting me when I needed people to protect me. So through that time, I started getting kicked out of school. I started getting in trouble with the law. At age 15, I was very strung out, really bad on meth. I was a runaway. I was running the streets. And one day, I just, I had nothing left. I had no more drugs. I was faced with the same problems, the same things I was running away from. And at that time, I called out to God. After that, I got arrested, and I got court committed into the home. <laughs> so I've been in the home almost two years now. I've been serving in the church two years. I've been entrusted to be a school teacher for the kids, so, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and I've just been giving my life to God because that's the most best thing, and God has delivered me from unforgiveness because unforgiveness holds you back. It doesn't let you go and be who God has called you to be. So, um, you know, he just delivered me and he healed me from all my brokenness. He delivered my family. Now I have my mom. We're closer than ever. I don't know if you guys see us, but I love my mom. <laughs> um, and God's just been good. He's been really good to me. So that's my testimony. <laughs> 
offering. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. Amen. You got to be ready because it's going to be you next Thursday. You don't know who you is, but you're going to be next next Thursday. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, in, in First Peter, First Peter, excuse me, Second Peter, chapter one. Second Peter, chapter one, verse five says these words. But also this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness. Church, listen to this. I love this part. To, God, to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Someone say love. Now look at verse 8. This is it. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren. That means useless or without anything. Nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks things is short-sighted my god listen to that man for he who lacks this thing is short-sighted can't even see it man even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins therefore brethren be even more diligent to make your calling and the lecture for if you do this Things you will never stumble. Father, we thank you tonight, God, for your presence that's in this place. Lord, I thank you, God, for what you're doing. God, I thank you for your people, God. Lord, I thank you for everything that you have given me, God, visually, God, to see the vision, God, for your people, God. Thank you, Lord, God, for the grace and mercy. I pray, God, you would just move tonight, God. As you touch us, oh God, and strengthen us and build us. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. I, I, I need you to understand this uh, tonight, church, that here is Peter. And, and Peter was one of the crazy disciples. Peter was one of those disciples that he knew everything and, and always, you know, he, I know, I know, and really didn't, I know, <laughs> amen. Because I remember talking to somebody, he goes, I know, I know. And, and, and if they really knew, then you wouldn't be in the position you're in. Come on, somebody. Amen. So Peter is a crazy disciple. Peter, amen, uh, uh, he, 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 he began to understand more clearly that God loved him the way he was. God loved him broken. God loved him messed up. And God began to repair him. And God began to mold him. And God began to shape him. And God began to prepare him for something great. And uh, this is the thing that got me was... He got saved and gave his life to Jesus and began to follow Jesus and became a great disciple that ushered in a great movement into the Gentiles. And he did great things and great exploits for the things of God. And God says to him, look at Peter. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, if you love them, feed my sheep. And, and he breaks down the third time crying because he knew that there was something wrong with him he knew that he needed to fix some things some say fix it he needed to fix some things and and when he became open to god and when he became transparent with god his life changed his come on his life changed his life changed and, and he began to do great mighty things 
So that's what he's saying to us here. Now listen to what he's saying. If you want to grow in church, you want to grow in God, you want to grow in your faith, he says, you need to add to your faith. Somebody say, add to my faith. You need to add to our faith. We can't just say what I got saved and, you know, and act like a jerk. Act all bitter. Act all rude and proudful and like you never done nothing wrong and like you, you're the great king. You're the great, you know, you know women, you know men. And, and he's saying, you know, he goes, I've been there. Some say, I've been there. I've been there. He says, so he says, some say add. So you know what add means when you get one tamale and you ask for another one? That means when you think she, she, she serves you and you still want more, that's what add means. Dame más. Give me more. And he said, he goes, add to your faith, add to your salvation, add to your deliverance, add to your change. Some say change. He said, add these things to it, man. He said, he says, and I love what he says. He says, kindness. And, 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 he, and, and, and he goes into, into integrity and he goes into all these things of being diligent and, and, and all these things. Because he goes, if you add to it, he says, one thing that I love. And he breaks down so many different things. And, and I don't have the time to break all the things down. But he, he hit some stuff that, 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 that got me perseverance, self-control. You'll learn to behave. Someone say behave. You'll learn to behave and, and have perseverance. In other words, you'll learn to endure. Come on, somebody. You'll begin to endure. And you'll to, to persevere. And he goes, in godliness, you'll learn to be godly. Hello. You'll learn to be godly. Someone say godly. Golly, you learn to be holy, you learn to be righteous, you learn to live right, do things right, amen. And he says, if you do all this and you add all and listen to it to your faith, he says, if these things are yours, if you added this and they're yours, listen to it, and abound, that means to live in them, you won't be barren. The word for barren in the Greek means useless. I've been useless. Anybody ever been useless? I've been useless. He says, you won't be useless no more. And he goes this, and he says, not only that, he says, he, this is what I love. He says, and not unfruitful. That means you're going to start bearing fruit. Come on, somebody. That means you're going to start bearing fruit and fruit that remains, fruit that lasts, fruit that can take a beating. Come on, somebody. And he's telling us, but you got to add these things to your faith. Amen. You got to add these things to your faith. Church, he's saying this because also he goes into the words and he says, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. When you ain't got these things, you're blind and you can't even see. Amen. We get blind and we can't even see how messed up we are. Peter was messed up. He's saying, you got to understand Peter here. Peter is talking from his life where he was at. He's telling us how he was messed up and he knew that he couldn't be there no more because he knew I was living there and I was short-sighted. I was blind. I, I, I was listening listen to these words I want to tell you. I deceived myself, that's what he's saying. Amen. See, deception will be right in front of your face and you won't even believe it. Look at my chubby people. Look at me, my chubby people. 
You look in the mirror, you say, oh, you're not chubby, you're just fluffy. We like to, we deceive ourselves. Oh, I'm okay. But we know we ain't okay. Lord, help us, Lord. I've been going to the gym. I've been going to the gym every morning. And, I, and I've, been, I've been shaking my jelly. I've got to drop this. I've got to, you know, got to stop deceiving myself. Because every time I look in the mirror, I want to look up here. Yeah, I look good. But my wife goes, look a little lower. I said, oh, Jesus. But we can deceive ourselves. We can lie to ourselves. And Peter's saying, I've done that for too long. Come on, somebody. I've done that for too long. He says, I want to be an arrow that when I get shot out, I hit the mark. Come on, somebody. I, not only do I hit the mark, but I stick to the mark. I stick to what I'm doing. I endure. And I stop being short-sighted. I stop seeing blind. I stop lying to myself. Look at even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. You forget that, that, you know what, how you are now, that's not how you used to be. You were better than that. That ain't you no more. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm not that old me no more. That ain't me no more. And so saying all that is, is, is because here the scripture goes on. It says this, and, and this is what I want you to see. He goes, he goes, he goes therefore, brethren, he's talking to the church. He ain't talking to the sinner, guys. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the leaders. He's talking to the believers. He's talking to the, the, come on, he's talking to the brethren, those that have a relationship with him. He, come on, he says, therefore, my brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and elect sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. He says, man, he says, this will cause you to fix yourself so that you're not stumbling. Come on, somebody, that you're not always stumbling and always falling short of the glory of God. Amen. You know, I want, I, want, I want to call up another arrow. Come on, somebody. I want to call up another arrow. Hey, come on, Sister Samantha. Come on, Samantha. Amen. I've seen her come in, and I, I've seen her come in broken, and I've seen her come in all messed up and, and lost everything. And, and, and listen, and God began to restore her. Come on. God began to get her going. God began to go. I know her testimony. And I called her today. I said, you get ready. You're going to be ready because I'm telling you. Here's an arrow. Come on, somebody. <laughs> okay, hi. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited to be up here. Very humbled to have this opportunity to just be able to speak the word and to share it with you. I mean, in the midst of all these renovations and everything, man, like I'm so honored to be up here tonight and to be able to do this. This is a blessing and I'm just so grateful for the vision of pastors. So I'm going to get right to it because I don't have a lot of time. But I want to talk about allowing God to use you, to be used by God. Um, I feel like in my heart today when he told me, I just felt him, I felt the Holy Spirit say it's time. And he just kept saying, it's time, like it's time now, it's time that God is calling his people and we as his people that he has saved and we as his people that he has saved have to rise up now and allow him to use our lives, allow him to use all these things that we thought were meant to destroy us, to turn it around and to let just God use it, you know, for his glory. And so if you could just open up your, your Bibles to Philippians chapter one, verse 12. And I remember a few years back when I really, I wanted to quit, (laughs) Really, I did. You know, we're human. We're carnal. We go through things, you know, and sometimes we don't understand what we go through. And I re- the Lord gave me this word, and um, it really just 
did something in my spirit and in my heart that changed me. And ever since he spoke that to me, I've never been the same in regards to what I go through in the house of God. And I just really want to encourage you guys. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things that which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. It has really turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. When I look back in serving the Lord, I think, man, I really went through a lot of stuff. I I faced death. You know, I had to face people that hurt me. I had to face all my issues, my bitterness, my anger, my wrath, my vengeance, everything that I felt inside of me. I had to face all that. And I allowed God to turn that around and say, you know what? I'm going to use this for the furtherance of the gospel. Like, I'm going to use this to share God's word. I'm going to use this to help other people. I was tired of allowing it to break me, to destroy me, to determine my self-worth and my value as a woman. I was done. And I said, you know what, God? I'm going to use all those things that I went through to preach your word. (laughs) just to share your word, like to give it to people, like to tell them what you can do, because if you could do it for me, then you can do it for them. And so we have to understand that in the process of being built to do these and in these things that God is dealing with, we can't become bitter in the way that he chooses to do it. You see, a lot of the times for me, I got bitter. I got angry as God was changing me and developing me and molding me. I got angry. I didn't like it. I didn't feel good. I didn't like coming out of that comfort place of anger and darkness. I wanted to stay there because I felt justified. And I felt like that was where I lived out my whole life. I didn't know anything different. So when he challenged me to come out of it, I was like, no. The process of letting all that go so that the gospel can be spread through me. Me. Like, who am I that God would use me? I was nothing, you know, I, I just, I, I was a sinner, man, I was a dope fiend, I was a drug addict, I was a selfish person, I cared more about myself than anybody or anything, you know, and so I just, man, God, you're going to use me, and so I realized that all those things, like we at some point now coming into the house of God, maybe we came in selfish, but we have to put all that away now. We do, honestly, like it is time that, that we rise up and we go forth and share the gospel, Like, seriously, they're they're talking about making the Bible illegal. What if that really happens? I mean, it's biblical that things are going to start to change in the world. All we have to hold on to right now is the word to share this, to give this to people, to hold it in our hearts and allow it to happen for us. God's word is for us. It's not just something that we read. It's promises. It's truth. And so as he's equipping us to share this gospel, understand that We can't become bitter in it, you know? When I think, when I read the word and I think, man, like, who was really the one that really used it to further the the name of the Lord? Like, was Esther. She had courage. Like, we have to be courageous when it comes to the word of God. We have to be courageous when it comes to facing our issues. We have to be courageous to tell ourselves, no, that's not who we are. Stop acting like that. Act right. Do right. Change your mind. Change your mindset. Change the way that you think. We have to have the courage to stand up against ourselves because our flesh will tell us that we're right, but the Spirit of God will convict us and tell us that we're wrong, but we're so stubborn. We don't want to, but we have to. It's time now because there's going to be a movement. This right here is evidence of it. When I walked in here the other day, I just felt it in my spirit like, okay, Samantha, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Get over your issues. These are frustrations that are in in our daily life, but why allow these to affect what we do for God? Why allow these little issues that we have in our life, these, these things that we have to deal with? Life is going to happen no matter what, but why allow them to stop us from doing God's will? We just let God be who he is in our life. Don't become bitter. Just let the process take place. Say, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. God, use me. 
And so it is for the furtherance of the gospel. What you're going through, God wants to use. Be encouraged. It's not in vain. Okay, and so that's going to help you go through that. Whatever it is that you're going through, it's going to help you get to that place where you can share that testimony with other people that souls would be one for Christ. And so we can't let what we're going through stop us anymore because we do. I know I have. I have allowed my circumstances to really stop me. You know, today I kind of like had like a little minor surgery and then I didn't say nothing to nobody. I had surgery like two weeks ago and I went to the doctors today and they did a little minor surgery on me. And when he texts me, oh, you're going to preach tonight, so get ready. And I said, all right, ain't nothing going to stop me. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what we go through. It really, it is to better us as people and as believers. And so I just, we have to allow those things to really equip us and to use us to share the gospel because we are the vessel of hope. We are living in a dying and corrupt world right now. And the more that I set myself aside and I look at it, I see the hurting. Oh, I'm driving down the street sometimes and I just feel like a new burden. Like, man, that woman, she's lost. That guy that's out there talking to himself, that's somebody's son. What would we want somebody to do for us, for our children, for our families? So it's time that we stop bickering, complaining, and whining. Get it together and let God use us because... Our family, they need us to rise up. We may not be able to reach them, but somebody out there can. What if you're going to reach the person that's going to reach your family? So we have to set ourselves aside and let God do what he has to do in us. 1 Peter 3.17, it said, It's better to suffer for doing God's will, for doing good, than for doing evil. I, I would suffer for the devil, straight out. I would suffer for my fix. I would suffer for my sin. I didn't care I'd be riding the bike in the rain to go get high. I didn't care what it was. I was living in a car, in the, in the alleyway. I didn't care. Whatever it was to make me happy to do my, to live in my sin, I would do, I would suffer for it. Family didn't want me, tell me my no good. I'd be hurt all emotionally and bound to all these things. But then when I come to the house of God, that same tenacity, that same strength, that same go-getter attitude has to be used for the kingdom of God. It has to be used. We're not wimps. I mean, men's home, women's home, and church. You guys are crazy too, you know, but you, you guys would do the most for your sin, do the most for your fix, do the most for whatever. Use that towards God. It is better to be in the house of God and go through it than to suffer for the devil and everything that he has out there, which gives us nothing. It, it takes us nowhere. It has nothing to offer you. Stop playing games with it. Get your mind fixed on the things of God. Be determined and watch what God can do for you. Watch with God. Some of you haven't seen it. Some of you, I could feel it. You guys are asking God why and when and why. And when you give yourself up, you'll see. You'll see when. You will see why because he is faithful. He is not a man that lies. He's faithful to his word. His word says that you will be fruitful, that it will last. John 15, 16, it says that you haven't chosen God. He's chosen you. We're foolish to think, oh, I brought myself to the house of God. Here I am. No, God was ordaining the moment that you walked through those doors, the moment you walked through the home, the moment you met somebody, talked to somebody, somebody gave you the word. It was God who ordained that moment for you. Open your hearts and let them work in you. There are souls that are lost out there that are waiting to hear from you. You're not who they say you were. You're not that drug. You're not that dope. You're not who... COs and correctional officers and judges and CPS workers and all those people say about you. No, you're not that. You are a new creation. You're made in the image of God and you're called to do his work. It doesn't matter. 
Those things don't matter anymore. We can't live in those things anymore. We need to let him work inside of us. We do. We need to let him change us and develop us. It's one of the hardest things to do as a believer. And I know because I've experienced it. It's one of the hardest things. Giving yourself over to something that hurts. It's difficult. But it has fruit. It has promises. It's not in vain. That's the thing. Is like we have to give ourselves over to letting God develop us and work in us. Because it's not in vain. It's not in vain. I promise you, it's not, I'm living proof. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't even understand how I'm even up here right now. Because I've been going through it, you know. The truth is, is I've been going through it. I, I, God has been dealing with me on a personal level and with my ministries. In every way, God's been dealing with me. But you know what? Every time my flesh wanted to rise up and I wanted to scream and shout and say, no, God. I just said, you know what? <laughs> it's for you, God. It's, do it. Do it, God. Because how, how many people need to hear that? There are people that need to hear that he's a healer. Am I going to go through something physically? It develops my faith. He is a healer. He is a healer. What you go through develops your faith. It develops your faith. And that's where we have to learn that we have to rely on the word of God. Believe in it. It's not just something that you read. A lot of the times God can't move in those areas because we lack believing and trusting in his word when we start going through it. He is our strong tower. He is our rock that we have built our house and not even the gates of hell shall prevail against it. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I mean, it may come, but it will not prosper. And that's where we trust God for his word in those seasons, in those times, in those circumstances. Why? Because people need us. Today I was driving to church. And there was this little boy, he had to be like 11 years old, sitting by the railroad tracks, all by himself, just kicking the rocks. And I thought to myself, I'm in a rush to get over here to go to church. I'm in a rush to go do all this. And how many other people are out there that don't have this hope that I have coming here? That don't have the love of God that has healed them and restored them? It's important that we do the will of God and do what God has called us to do and stop playing games with God. That we need to stop playing games, that we need to give ourselves over, become men and women that trust God for who he says he is. He doesn't lie. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's not going to fail you. And be encouraged, he's not going to fail you. He loves you too much. That's why you're here. And if he's loved you to bring you here, he's going to love you to see you through everything that you have to go through to get where he's calling you. Please, I encourage you, just trust God and see what he can do. You just start a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And before you know it, your faith increases and your power and your strength. that Everything that comes against you just begin to just get down on your face and you trust God. People need you. I don't care what anybody said about you. There are souls out there that need you. There are people that are designed just specifically for you to speak through. That's how important you are. That the creator of heaven has ordained a moment where you're going to run into somebody. And because you're going to be over yourself and not so consumed with all of you. (laughs) Come on, you know, not all of you. That you're going to see them. And you're going to hear the voice of God and feel the tugging of the Holy Spirit. And the salvation is going to come. Salvation is going to come. So be encouraged. You're not who you used to be. You're not what people say you are, what your flesh tries to tell you. You're more than that. You're important in the kingdom of God. And we need to work together and remember that. You're so important and you're deeply loved by God. Amen.
Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. You know, as we were hearing these words, and, and uh, you know, this is a woman who got brought in and uh, gave herself to God. This is where she allowed God to begin to do things, and even though times that she wanted to run, but God used her life. And it's the same way God wants to use our life. Come on, somebody. God wants to use our life regardless of what's going on. But I want you to stand with me tonight, church. I want you to stand with me. In Second Peter chapter 3, Verse 9 says these words. It says, the Lord is not slack or slow concerning his promise. As some count slackness, hmm, but it is long-suffering towards us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, sometimes we say, God, well, God, where are you at? And God, you know, God, what's going on? Did I miss it? And God said, no, you didn't miss it, son. You didn't miss it, daughter. You know, because sometimes we don't know how bad we are. And he's saying, I need you to get back to where you belong. I need you to repent. I need you to convert. I need you to analyze yourself. Look at yourself. And let's do what you're called to do. Come on, somebody. Let's do what you're called to do. Let's fulfill purpose. Let's fulfill destiny. Let's make a difference. See, you can make a difference. As the worship team makes their way up here, you can make a difference. There's people that you can touch that only you can touch. There's people that you can minister to. There's people, I, I, I was at a, at a conference and there was these pastors, all pastors conference, uh, I think last week, and I didn't know none of those pastors. They, some few of them knew me. I didn't know who they were. And I looked at these pastors, and they were all different people I didn't know. But God was using them to reach people that they were reaching. And God is saying, I'm lifting up people to reach people, to change lives. And I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset with you. I hear God saying words like this. And he's saying this to us, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm slow, not at being slow like a snail, but slow to see you come to repentance. Slow to see you wake up. Because Jesus is coming back. Come on, somebody. Jesus is coming back with all these signs and wonders that are out there. All these things happening. And we know that the end times are near. And God's people need to be back to where they need to be. Get back sharp. Get back and allowing God to make a difference. And, and I don't know about you, but when I released myself to the Lord, God made a difference in my life. But I really let go and say, you know what, God, I, I, I really need you to help me. I, I, I need your touch. I, I need your change. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. I believe here tonight, God, God, God is here saying, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I'm not mad at you. I love you. And I want to bring peace into your heart and change into your heart. I want you to fulfill destiny and purpose. I want you to add to your faith these things. I want you to add, add to your faith kindness and long-suffering and long-bearing. Add to them so that you will be useful and you will be, begin to grow and mature and, and make a difference in your home, in your marriage, in your city. But it starts with us, church. 
starts with us evaluating ourselves and checking ourselves. Say, you know what? I need Jesus. Maybe you're here tonight. You're saying, I don't know Jesus, but I, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you tonight, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you tonight. Anyone here, God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here tonight. You're saying, Pastor, I've fallen away. I, I drifted away, but I need to get things right with God. Anyone who said anything is right with God, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here tonight. You're saying, Pastor, I, I need to add to my faith. I'm saved. I give my life to Jesus. But I, I, I haven't been the way I should be. I haven't been doing what I should be doing. And today, I want to add. I want to add for my breakthrough. I want to add for my change. I want to add that God will begin to do something in my life, in my marriage, with my children. I'm going to add to my faith. I'm going to add to my walk with God. Because I need, I need to add to it. There's some things I haven't been doing, but it's time that I add to it. If that's you tonight, you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you. I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Make a way at the altar. Come come to the altar. Says, Here I am. God, touch me. Lord, I want to give everything to you. This is your time to say, you know what, God? Thank you for caring about me. Thank you for caring about me. God spoke to some of you. Sam said some stuff that God spoke to you. And it's time that you come and let it go. Let me hear at the altar. Let it go at the altar. Let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, there's room, there's room, there's more room, there's more room. This is your time, this is your time. God is saying he's not slow, it's, it's going to be fulfilled. You're going to be okay. It's going to work out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You lifted your hand for salvation and deliverance. I want, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. Thank you for saving me and delivering me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap offering. We are not done. Just stay where you're at. We're going to pray with you. If you give your life to God, you said that prayer, God has forgiven you. Heaven is your home. Now it's time we just stay away from the evil and plug yourself into a church. Read your word and then let God use you to your fullest. Amen. Come on, just stay where you're at. Just continue to lift up your hands and just begin to speak to God. We're going to pray with you. As a, all the workers, help me. We're going to pray for them.